Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. The Stigma of Male Infertility. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about what the issues are for men. Men, when they get told that their sperm count is not good, it was prompted by an article in a British newspaper where a particular guy who himself suffered from infertility due to sperm problems has actually set up his own website. On the basis of that, has collected a series of stories of men and what they've suffered by finding out the cause for the infertility. I was touched by the stories because we don't often care about the male. Having a poor sperm count is like telling someone that they're not virile. Having good sperm is equated with being a man and when your sperm is not good the assumption is that you're not really a man. So this first story was about the fact that a guy after being married for some years and them trying to get pregnant for a couple of years went to the doctor and he had a sperm count and it was low. He had it investigated further and the doctor has told him that he's never going to be able to produce a child, even with IVF. His response one Saturday evening was actually to turn to his wife over dinner and say, leave me, find someone who can give you a baby. They actually patched up their relationship subsequently. Um, she had a donor sperm and actually did have a baby. But in the meantime, his loss of self-esteem caused him to become an alcoholic. He lost his job and this is all based on being told and not supported. So we need to do more to look after men and not just say, you're a man, accept what you're being told. I certainly see men with low sperm counts. It accounts for something like 30% of all infertility. Breaking that news, I find one of the hardest jobs in consulting infertility patients. In most cases, the men bravely accepted at the time of the news. Uh, many wives become quite distressed and I have to spend some time explaining what the way forward will be. And in the majority of cases, we can find a way forward. It may mean IVF and using the one or two or however many sperm there are to inject into the egg to make sure we can get a pregnancy using something called ICSI. And that's certainly, when that came along 20 years ago, it changed the face of infertility for these men. We're also finding ways of extracting sperm from testicles even when there is no sperm in the ejaculate. Microdissection by experienced people can achieve that. So never give up hope. We also have the backstop of donor sperm. Now that is not acceptable to some people, but in the quest for a baby, it can be the lifesaver or the life creator. The most important thing when a low sperm count is found is that the man is referred to somebody who understands what it is that causes low sperm counts. So that's a fertility specialist who's actually got expertise in andrology, the male side of things. And not every gynecologist has that expertise or training. 
So finding someone with the CREI behind their name, which is the board certification in reproductive endocrinology and infertility that we get from our college, finding a doctor initials behind their name guarantees that they will know about male infertility. Your GP might refer you to a urologist, but in fact, very few urologists understand the hormonal control of sperm production. They understand the anatomy of the male reproductive tract and can operate, but they don't necessarily understand the drugs that could be given, the hormone changes that can be achieved to improve sperm count. So once again, if you're going to a urologist, you want to go to one that specifically works with male infertility. And in places even as big as Sydney, there are only two or three urologists who fall into that category. The investigations that we're going to do would be certainly to repeat a semen analysis because one semen analysis that's not good doesn't necessarily carry on from day to day. Sperm counts do go up and down and repeating the test is vital. Doing the hormone blood tests gives us a strong indication of where the block is happening, whether it's the brain where the hormones come from to stimulate these to produce sperm or whether it's a production line blockage. Basically, the testicle is a factory producing hundreds of thousands of sperm every month, taking them from an immature cell through to a mature sperm cell. It takes about three months, and that's important to know when you start any treatment that it's not going to be an instant result. It is going to take time. The blood tests, as I said, may reveal a cause. Unfortunately, if the production line is damaged and the hormone levels from the brain are very high, it's unlikely we're going to be able to change anything, although we may still be able to find sperm in the testicle with surgical intervention. Drugs won't help in that situation. Sometimes we actually do find a blockage. Nature, when you were being conceived, stopped the production of a tube between the testicles and the outside world. Absence of the vas deferens is is a congenital anomaly. The testes are still producing sperm, but they can't go anywhere. But we can aspirate that sperm and needle into the, the testicle itself to get sperm and be able to treat you. An ultrasound of the scrotum may show us some other things that might cause problems with sperm production. Varicose veins is one of those, although they have to be very large to be important. Tumours of the testicle are associated with low sperm counts, so it's important with the ultrasound to exclude those lumps in your testicles. Investigation is important before deciding how to move forward, but there is hope. But more importantly, we need to provide support to you Yell out if you're feeling bad. Being told you're infertile for a man is not a good feel. It produces depression, anxiety, and can destroy marriages. We need help. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.